0: Hello, welcome back to the Wire podcast. I am your host Ryan McCrary. It's been a while since I've recorded the podcast. Uh, last week, I went to Utah for a mission trip, so I was gone for a week. Uh, I got, I missed the beginning of free agency, um, or at least I missed talking about it, and I missed talking about. The NBA Draft, but I am back now, um, and today I want to record a quick little episode talking specifically about one of the biggest moves that we've seen so far in NBA free agency, and that is the Rudy Gobert trade. So if you do not know, um, the Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves in this massive deal, and I'm going to bring it down from both sides. Um, talking about what I like about the deal, what I'm skeptical of. Uh, I don't really hate the deal, or I, there's not a lot of things I don't like about the deal. Um, but there are s- some things that I'm a little bit worried about. So I'm going to talk about all that here today. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, and let's just talk about, or let's start out with the details of the trade. So the Minnesota Timberwolves traded Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, LiAngelo Balmero, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 pick swap, a 2027 first-round pick, and a 2029 first-round pick, which is top-five protected. So they traded five players and uh, and four first-rounders, and then they did a pick swap in 2026 for Rudy Gobert. Um, this is a massive haul for the Jazz. Like the Jazz, they got a lot. They got um like I said, they got five players, four first rounders and then a pick swap. That is a lot for Rudy Gobert. I wanna start out with this trade from the point of view of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I really like this for them because A, they get the best defender in the league, in my opinion. Um Rudy Gobert is one of the best players in the league. And when I say one of the best players in the league, I mean a top twenty player. He's like I think, without a doubt, the best defender in the league, um, and his the value he provides defensively, along with what he does offensively. I think he's a very underrated offensive player. Obviously, he's not an offensive number one. Um, he's not this high volume scorer. He's not offensively. He is not a Nikola Jokic or a Joel Embiid or even a Karl Anthony Towns, who he's now teammates with. But he just. He's a defensive number one, and offensively, he's a very good offensive rebounder. He's a super efficient offensive player because he's very good. Um, he's very efficient at the rim. And last season, I want to look at his stats from last season, just to show how how productive he was offensively. Per game, he averaged um, around 16 points, um, 15 rebounds. And one assist per game. He averaged uh, four offensive rebounds per game. And he averaged 16 points per game on 73.2% true shooting. That is really good for a guy who isn't really a a, a great offensive player. That's not what he's known for. He's a... like, Like I said, he's mainly known for his defense. And he's a very good rim protector. And just... His rim deterrence is so good. And I think that will be... Uh, That is a a great addition for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last year, they had the 13th best defense in the league by defensive rating. And I think that's going to improve with Rudy Gobert on the roster. I know they lost some good defenders um, in this trade. But Rudy Gobert is the best defender in the league, in my opinion. So I think they should easily have a top 10 defense next year. And they should probably have a top... A top-five defense, maybe. Um, I think that is doable. Uh, But they should definitely have a top-ten defense. Um, Because that's just how good Rudy Gobert is. Um, I I think it'll be very interesting to see how Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert fit together, both offensively and defensively. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is an elite shooter, so I think he's going to be playing outside the three-point line a lot, like, he's going to be a stretch for offensively, in my opinion, I think that's, that's going to be his role offensively now, um, and that's interesting, because I think you do want to still give him some paint touches, but I don't know how many paint touches you're going to be able to give him now that Rudy Gobert's on the team, I do think they're going to be able to do some interesting things with their lineups, where they can play, uh, they're they're going to have some lineups where Cat um, is on the floor and Gobert isn't, and they're going to have some lineups where Gobert is on, is on the floor and Cat isn't. And I think it'll be interesting to see how, how that works and how they're able to, um, or how they use their lineups, how they fit their lineups together, uh, to put them on the floor together, but also uh, to, get their, to get each of them on the floor without the other. That'll be interesting. Um, And defensively, I think it'll be interesting because now Cat's going to be playing along the perimeter more defensively. And I think that could be a mess. Now, having Gobert on the team makes that possible because Gobert can kind of clean up um, any issues um, that occur when Cat is defending along the perimeter. If he gets beat... Americans can um can kind of switch move and um can kind of clean up that mess defensively um but I think that that cat playing the four and defensively being a four is gonna cause some issues in the playoffs and that's that's where I have some concerns for Minnesota here is how they're how they're gonna look in the playoffs and mainly defensively because I think cat playing along the perimeter or guarding along the perimeter is gonna be a, a big issue in the playoffs. And we've seen teams who struggle defend. we've seen Rudy Gobert led teams, um, who don't have great perimeter defense and how they fare in the playoffs. And that hasn't and we've seen that with the Jazz. And that hasn't been Rudy Gobert's fault. That's been the team's perimeter defense. It's been it's been that their fault, not Rudy Gobert but we've seen that lead to Rudy Gobert-led teams uh, being knocked out in the playoffs earlier than expected. So I wonder if that will be a similar issue or if if that issue will occur um, or will happen to Minnesota now that Gobert's on their team and Cat will be defending along the perimeter, playing the four. This is a big gamble. I I like it. Um, This makes them competitive now. Um, I think it makes their defense better. It's a very interesting move trying to go bigger rather than go smaller um and I think it's a big gamble and and, and I don't think it'll it'll uh, provide a big payout early um unless they make another move in the future um because I think uh, unless like Anthony Edwards has this huge breakout in year three now Anthony Edwards is a very good player now but I think for this trade um to have a huge payout, and for them to, you know, be in championship contention, I think, or like serious championship contention, I think, um, Anthony Edwards will have to, kind of, become a star, now, um, and if that doesn't happen, I think they'll have to make a move, to where, they add some, some nice pieces defensively, um, that will kind of make up for, um, for what they will lose defensively, with Cat playing the four, um, I think offensively, uh, they need Edwards to kind of step up for them to kind of take that step to where they're contending for a championship um but I don't I, I'm not sure that will happen now. I'm skeptical that will happen early um th- like like this season but it could um I, I I do think this is a big gamble and I'm skeptical I'm skeptical that it will pay off um, early but um like I said I am I am very intrigued to see how this works out. Uh, with Cat and Gobert playing together, I like this trade for them because it helps them out defensively and gives them a very good player in Gobert, who's an elite defender, um, who provides a lot of impact even offensively. Um, and I think he will make he will make their offense and their defense better because he is such a good role man. He's a very good screener, um, and I think he'll help them out offensively and defensively. Um, he can be a bit of a lob threat for them, and and, and I think that will help out. Um. I'm forgetting his name, D'Angelo Russell as a ball handler. Even Anthony Edwards as a ball handler. I think he can create opportunities for them with his screening. um, And I think he'll make their offense a bit better with his screening and his offensive rebounding. And obviously, we know what he's going to do to their defense. He is going to make their defense a lot better. Um, And so, because of that, I like this trade for Minnesota. It's a gamble. And they did give up a lot, uh, especially in terms of picks um but i think this trade gives them a chance to win a title especially if anthony edwards kind of takes that next step to where he becomes a a clear all-star level player and one of the better scorers in the league if that happens i think they are in serious they are serious contenders to win a title um within the next few years um and this is a big gamble and because of that i like that. Because it because it, it improves their chances of winning a title I like this this deal for them. Now let's talk about this this deal um, from the perspective of the Utah Jazz. Like I mentioned earlier, they got a lot. Uh, they got a lot back for Gobert. They got four first rounders, a pick swap, and five players. Um, this is a very solid a, a very solid package for them. They get two strong defenders in Vanderbilt and Kessler. Obviously, Kessler is a bit of a projection because he is going to be a rookie. He has not played a second. In the NBA, um, but he was an amazing defender at Auburn last year. I want to look at his stats real quick. But he is a he is seven one, two hundred and forty five pounds with a wingspan that is like seven five around that. Um, and his defensive reduction in college was insane. Um, he averaged. Let me look my computer. Okay, so he averaged. Um, seven blocks per 40 minutes had a block rate of 19.1% which is the highest ever like that's the highest block rate on record and he had a steal a steal rate of 2.4% which is incredible for a Pier five who is mainly a rim protector Um, and even even when he was with North Carolina as a freshman in 2021 He had a steal rate of 3.3% and a block rate of 10.7%. So, he's always had these indicators of mobility and and some um, upside as a perimeter defender. And I think he has um, the upside defensively. To me, a defensive player of the year candidate. I really do. I think he's that special defensively. Um, And I think um, he can replace Rudy Gobert potentially. Now, I don't know if he's going to provide the same level of impact offensively and defensively but I do think he has like I think if he hits like his 100th percentile outcome he can be Rudy Gobert Um, and being able to have that kind of upside with him while also getting like um Jared Vanderbilt um Patrick Beverly and all those picks like this that makes this trade really really intriguing um they also got a, a lot of other pieces um, they got like Patrick Beverly, who's a nice backup point guard. They got Malik Beasley, who um I, I don't love Beasley. Like he was a good three-point shooter last year. Um and he didn't turn the ball over a lot. But he even but even though he was a, a good three-point shooter, um he wasn't he was average in terms of his scoring efficiency because he didn't um uh, shoot the shoot the ball well at the rim or from mid-range. And he had, a, he had a, a poor defensive impact. So I don't love him really for them. I don't really care about him that much uh, for this deal specifically. Um, and I think that the Jazz will definitely be worse in the short term because Gobert is, like I said, He like I've said in this podcast, he is an elite player who provides a ton of impact, especially in the regular season, defensively, but even offensively. Um, and I think he will be an, a valuable offensive or a valuable player in the playoffs for the Timberwolves um, if they can surround him with some very good defenders. I know they have a good defender in the Angelo Russell, um, but if they can add some more good defenders around him, um, I think um, they can be really good. But without Gobert, the Jazz are gonna fall off a bit this year. Like they could, they could miss the playoffs. I think that is a legit that, that has a legitimate chance of happening. Because Gobert is that good. I know they have have Donovan Mitchell, but Gobert has been the best player on that team, um, in my opinion. Um, And I think they're going to miss him. It makes him worse short-term. But I think this allows them to um, rebuild, if that's what they want to do, because they got a ton of picks. And I'm just going to say, I I can't believe they got this amount of picks for Gobert because he's 30 years old. Um, He isn't an offensive number one. And the public discourse surrounding him is largely negative, um, so I'm I'm very surprised that they were able to get this amount of, or this number of picks for him. Um, but the fact that they did uh, allows them to go into a rebuild, um, if that's what they want to do. It sounds like they don't want to do that, but if they do end up trading Donovan Mitchell, they'll be in a great spot where they can rebuild. They have enough picks to do that. And they'll get picks for Donovan Mitchell. And they'll be in a great spot moving forward, uh, with the amount of picks they have. Um, I like this trade for both teams. I think if Walker Kessler hits his, you know, upper ceiling, that um, that he can kind of replace um, the impact that that Gilbert brought to this team for the last couple of years. Um, having Jared Vanderbilt um, is a huge thing. For Utah, that'll uh, bolster their defense even more Uh, alongside Walker Kessler. I think Patrick Beverly's a good player. Um, Obviously, long-term, he he doesn't mean much, but in the short-term, he can kind of keep them competitive, and I think he improves their backcourt a little bit coming off the bench. Um, But yeah, I mean, I like this trade. I didn't even really talk about LiAngelo Volmero. I don't know. um, He's he's a guy that plays um, overseas. I don't know if he played overseas last year. Let me look, but he's a prospect that I kind of liked when he was coming uh, into the NBA and uh, when he was in the draft. I liked him a good bit. Um, let me look. So last year he played thirty five games, um, wasn't very good, but I think he has some upside um, as a creator, as a guy, as a shot creator off the dribble. Um, I am not sure that he's ever gonna hit his ceiling as a player, um, but he's a guy they can stash if they need to, um, and he's got some upside, um, but yeah, the biggest, the biggest parts of this trade for the Jazz are the picks and Jared Vanderbilt and Walker Kessler, um, and I think, you know, there's a chance Kessler doesn't hit his ceiling and he isn't an elite defender, I mean, he isn't great offensively, but I think, there's a chance that he can become the caliber of player that Rudy Gobert was for them over the last couple of years. And if he hits that, like him, um, at his upside uh, combined with Jared Vanderbilt and those picks, that makes this trade worth it for Utah. Um, And for that reason, I really like this trade for them. Um, But they traded a really good player for a package um, that is centered around picks. And I think there's a chance that those picks aren't very good. Um, and there's always risks there, trading for specifically picks. Um, but I think there's a chance that this trade doesn't work out very well for the Timberwolves and that these picks are are good in the future. Um, I like this trade for both teams. I think there's more risk for the Timberwolves. Um, so I really like this for the Utah Jazz. Even though I'm a huge Rudy Gobert fan, personally, I'm a huge fan of his. I think they, they got a lot back for him. Um, and I think this trade could very well be worth it for them um, in, in the future, so, th- those are my thoughts about the Rudy Gobert trade for both sides, I like it for both teams, I think it's more of a risk for the Timberwolves, and I think that this can be, um, huge for the Jazz moving forward, they were never going to be, like, serious championship contenders with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell as the best player, so, I think them, um, you know, selling high on Rudy Gobert at 30 years old, when he's 30 years old, is huge. And getting this number of picks along with Jared Vanderbilt and Walker Kessler is huge because I think those guys will keep their defense. Um I think they those two players will make their defense will keep their defense like at a high floor. Um and I think that's big. So they could theoretically be competitive still right now. Um and they have the ability to to rebuild. It just gives them a lot of options and I like that. Um, and I think that having this this number of picks down the road is huge for them. But, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, let me know what y'all think on social media. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at TheRyanMcRary. That's R Y A N M C C R A R Y. If you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at TheWireSports.com. You can check out my YouTube page or my YouTube channel at, at The Wire. You can check out my uh, TikTok page at the.wire.sports you can also check out this podcast on spotify and apple podcast and i would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review that would help me a lot even any review will help um so thank you for that but yeah that's all i got for y'all today i hope you enjoyed it and i will see y'all next time peace